What's up, y'all? It's Dante and Chantel, my hey. beautiful wife. Um, man, we're so excited about this episode. This is going to be a quick one, I feel like. Um, not I feel that? like, <laughs> but babe, you're also deftly tired. Chantel is a morning person. <laughs> I am a night person. Um, it is 9-11. I feel yeah. like this is going to be one of those things that in about 10 years, it's going to be disproven. Like nobody's a morning or a night person just like in the own constraints of your mind i'm pretty sure it's research-based that there's yeah i need that research because i need to put that research in your face when you're trying to wake me up in the morning i need to put it in your face when you're trying to make me record a podcast at 9 p.m yeah that's true well this is our um portion of being married to <laughs> someone who functions at different times of the day so we also say it's going to be a short episode but we are two of the most long-winded people we are but um, you're one of the most disciplined people that I know. So, um, I'm just gonna put a I period also love there. Talking. But you do, you do. Yeah, we're just long winded. Let me stop trying to cover us. <laughs> um, okay, do we want to hop right into this? Let's do it. You, you want to do it? Okay. Find your Th- people. This episode is finding your people. How how do you find your people? Who are your people? Um, that that community sense of. I'm with my tribe. I'm running with the ones that um, I've chosen, have chosen me. And I I love the people that I'm opening up with and the people that believe in my life and see me on my best and my worst day. Some of you might not have that right now. Um, And I think it can be a kind of like catchphrase, pop culture, build your community, find your friends kind of a thing. But it is a, for myself personally, my friendship groups have been a lifeline Lifeline in the last few years. And funny thing is, is when we first got married, you were f- afraid that I wasn't going to have friends or what was it? Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I was nervous that you weren't going to have any friends. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, Cause you weren't just an introvert. Cause I think a lot of times people can hide behind personality types. I was a self-protected you, yeah, introvert. Yeah. You were, you didn't want people around. No. You just, I yeah. used to pride myself on the fact that I Needed finished no an entire degree, <laughs> a four-year degree, and I made not one friend. Yeah. I yeah. used to wear it as a badge of honor. Like, I got a 4.0 GPA and I made no friends. <laughs> and people would be like, wow, that's so sad. Yeah. Right. What? Yeah, but to that point, I actually got up at the end of my four years being with these people for four years in my capstone class, and I apologized, and I said... I'm so sorry that many of you made efforts to be my friend and connect and I pushed you away yeah. and it was out of my own self-protection. Yeah. You, um, what's a capstone class? A capstone class is the class that you take at the end of a degree that kind of pulls everything together. Gotcha. Oh, it's like a cap, a, a stone that caps. Something. I guess. Oh, wow. They're really literal with that term. Well, I was someone who, um, I feel like I like grew up around, brothers brothers as in like not like biological but like other guys who we ran close together friends of mine who felt like family um and then coming out here um the same same thing friends of mine who felt like family Mm -hmm. but then there's times in my life where I had the people but I wasn't pulling on them Mm -hmm. in in the times that I needed to whether that be pulling on them how when I'm in a hard space that, oh, no, I got it all together. I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to open up. I don't want people to see me at a weak point. I just want people to see the the good parts of Dante. Yeah. 
and that that self-protection that will cause you to think that nobody actually wants to see you at your worst, mm-hmm. which is not true. Um, and But sometimes you experience your experience um, can say, oh, well, that happened to you once. So will that happen to you again? And you never open up to people. Yeah. I know it's a lot more complex than that. Or you don't know how to open up to people. You never learn how. Yeah. yeah. But we want to we want to just give a couple of tips on finding your people. And throughout our podcast, I, I think this is going to be something that we hit on yeah. um, because it's a part of our journey. It's a part of our everyday a life. Part. A, a really big. Yeah. yeah. And, and so we're, we're always going to be like talking about this. But we thought like, oh, why don't we just give just some you know, quick tips um, yeah. or points or whatever you want to call it on finding your people. And maybe this will um, spark some ideas or um, encourage you with where you're at or yeah. um, just be something that you can kind of start imagining for the next season of your life, man. Who are my people? Um, are there people around me? How can I start building that? So can we start with like the first, you know, thought that we had? So we have three tips. Tip number one is don't look for people that look like you. Mm. And I can speak to this one. Um, I think a lot of times we try and find in a friendship someone that looks like us. And they look like us. They think like us. They have the same beliefs and opinions and whatever. And we look for those people because birds of a feather flock together. It's like... You don't, have you ever heard that saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw it in a movie. Oh, yeah. Birds of a feather flock, flock together. together. <laughs> it's Duck, Duck, Goose. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think humans have this natural tendency to cling to what they know. Yes. You know, and I don't because think that that's a bad thing. It's no. predictable and it's safe. It's very safe. I don't safe. think that's a bad thing, but if that's overdone, then it can hinder us from actually seeing the people that are in front of us. And instead of looking at our differences, looking at maybe maybe that person has something that I need. Right. Maybe I have something that that person needs. And I think a lot of time when we're talking about finding our people, if we were to be honest with ourselves, what we're really saying is um, who can who can do for me? Yeah. We're not thinking, man, what can I add to people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we're thinking about finding our people, we're thinking about, man, I need friends. Yeah. We're not thinking, man, who can I be a friend to? Mm-hmm. And so if everybody's thinking I need a friend. Not who can I be a friend to? Who gonna be friends? <laughs> That's true. Anyways, yeah. I was just I was just gonna share a story about my yes. mom group. Yes, yeah. Because I love your mom group. I love my mom group. It's it's um, transformed in so many ways over the years. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to somebody about your mom group, and just the um, progression of all of y'all being pregnant at first having a picture with just your bellies is about six of y'all at the time Mm -hmm. and then it changes to it was like basically it could have been a whole show i told them they should like let me film them and like you wanted to film a show called mom group i wanted to film a show called Mm -hmm. mom group and do a little pitch and um because the the progression was so amazing like every season was a season for a show yes you have the the picture with just y'all stomachs, the bellies, every, everybody's first child. Then you have um, the first kids that are all babies on the ground or they're all trying to 
sit up and some of them are crying and then the next picture is those are they're a little bit older and some of y'all have little bellies and y'all pregnant for the second time Mm -hmm. then you have another picture where two like there's a toddler and a little sibling for each there's so now there's five five of us and there's 10 kids in the photo at the time and then it went to three yeah and there's one of us is on three right now yeah there's like two kids and bellies yeah so so the progression of your mom group was um fun for me to watch from the outside Mm -hmm. and from the inside it was I we had just finished ministry school just gotten married just gotten accidentally pregnant and I didn't have any solid community yet we had decided to build our marriage in Reading meaning we weren't going back to Florida where he's from and we weren't Mm -hmm. going back to Canada where I'm from And so we, and a lot of our friends at the time left. The friends we had built and were close with in ministry school. Two of my groomsmen, two of my best friends, Mm -hmm. guys who I'd done life with in school of ministry, um, Tim and Carlos. Tim is this white short dude from Detroit and Losis, this Hispanic, beautiful man from (laughs) LA. Um, He actually just got married this past year. Man, we turned up at his wedding too. Good Lord. Like turned up like not drinks, but we were dancing our lives <laughs> away just so that people, you know, for the people in the back. Um, but Tim and Los, yeah, they, they left. I think they left like the day that I was heading on our honeymoon or something, something like, that. like that. They they left. And so everybody left. Everybody, everybody flew the coop and it was just us. We are newly pregnant and I didn't have girlfriends yet. I mean, I had friends that were girls, but I didn't have my people. And so... A friend of mine, Britt, um, we've talked about her on this podcast before, but um, she knew another friend who was pregnant, who also knew another friend who was pregnant, who knew a friend who was pregnant, who knew a friend who was pregnant. So yeah. through association, being at the church, we all somebody knew someone that was pregnant. And I think it was Britt who had the idea of let's just all get together at a restaurant and we're all pregnant. We all love Jesus. Those are the two things we had in common. And so we meet at this restaurant three or four of the girls I hadn't even met yet. One of them I had just met once. And the only thing in common that we had was that we loved the Lord and we were pregnant with our first kid. And long story short, that breakfast turned into a coffee every other week. We would meet up. We would talk about pregnancy symptoms. What are you feeling? Like you got any contractions yet? And then over a few months, we all started having our babies and we would bring meal trains to each other and we would start yeah. meal trains for each other. We would do all the things. And then it eventually turned into a weekly, every single Tuesday morning, we would go to someone's house. We would all make food and we would just bring our babies and we would just talk for four yeah. hours. Yeah. And we were like, the thing is, is that we didn't know each other. Like I knew my one friend Britt, but she's the only person that I knew. So we were all strangers right. essentially. And we built a friendship on a similar season, but all of us were very, very different. So, so you're telling me you found one common common denominator, and you said that's enough. That's enough. That, that's enough for us to build off of. Yeah, we, we got a lot of different. You didn't even really know your differences because y'all didn't even know each we didn't other. Know each other. But you said we we got we got one common. Let's focus on that. Yeah. And we're gonna go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we just we we gave our lives to each other and it took time. Like there's so many stories I could tell about building trust and deepening. There was this one time when 
we had we had been together our mom group for like I think a year or maybe something like that but we started doing these mom's night outs and it was so we would have our mom group Tuesday mornings and then once a month we would go out without our kids just for dinner yeah and I remember this one night I was telling Dante like, man, all we ever do is like, just talk about our kids. And we talk about the same thing that we do at mom group, just without our kids there. Yeah. And he was like, if you want vulnerability in your group, then why don't you be the first one to show it? Yeah. And I didn't, I don't know. I didn't know that you remember that. Oh, I, that's, I remember that conversation. That's one yeah. of the defining moments yeah. for me in the beginning of because I remember you coming back after that it was so I so we were at this Mexican restaurant and we were started talking about our babies you know like sleep routines all that stuff and then I was like I could either sit here and not enjoy talking about my kids like I do every day or I could take the first step and decide to just show up and be vulnerable and see what happens and so I just shared something I think something that we got an argument about or something in our, it was something about oh, marriage. Oh, you just use use me and my okay. I just I just opened up a little bit about my marriage, and it was like an instant shift. And then so and so started talking about her marriage. So and so started talking about hers, and everybody just opened up, and we got to see each other in a completely different space than we had ever seen each other in before. Yeah. And I got home from that night, and it felt like a shift happened in our mom group. And it was because I wasn't just sitting around waiting for the thing that I wanted to happen in my friendships to happen. I decided that if I want to see this happen in my friendship, then I'm going to be the one to to step out first. Yeah. And I I think there is that, um, that space of like, man, am I going to sit around or am I going to make some efforts? Mm -hmm. Because I I think the big uh, misconception of church culture is, um, and this is just my opinion, but you, you assume that, oh, because it's a um, church community, then, man, I'm just going to go in and then people are going to flock to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just going to find a, a group and I'm going to find find my people quick and that's going to be it, man. And it's, there's going to be nothing on my end. It's just going to happen for me. Right. And, and I think that that is um, a, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed. And I think a lot of us have experienced that, you know, and we're like, man, I, I tried it. You know, I tried it. I, I went into the space. Nobody talked to me and no one came up to me or, um, or I tried to meet into a group for a month or I tried to go to this thing for a month. And we didn't find a person because I think a lot of times, too, you can have a bigger group and you're like, all right, we're all going to, you know, get together and, and try to do this thing. But nobody's being vulnerable. Right, you're just hanging. Yeah, because that took courage for yeah. for you in this group of women, um, especially you know even talking about men being vulnerable. Um, I feel like now that is starting to shift. We we're seeing like so many men actually like moving away from toxic masculinity and being able to embrace what it means to be a man and that includes vulnerability and me sharing what's going on in my life. And I don't always have to be strong, even though I'm a family man and I'm strong for my family that I actually get to open up and let people see me. And And you do such a great job of that with your friends. I've seen it over and over and over again of you having conversations, you stepping outside of the house, going on a walk because you're processing something with a friend. Yeah. I, I have certain friends where there's not a thought in my head that they don't know that I'm thinking. And I, and I do that because I think a lot of times we're already we, in point two now. Okay, great, great. Okay, wait, point one. And then I want you to keep on this story. Yeah. Um, 
Point one is don't look for people that look like you. Yeah. Which I wanted to say one other thing. Okay, let's say it. Okay. With with the don't look for other people that don't. Here, here's the thing. You might find some people that look like you and you're right. going to cling to them and talk to them. We're, we're not saying that, like, we're saying don't use differences to cause you to not connect. Right. That's what we're saying. Don't don't look for ways to disregard people. So many of us are canceling people in our minds before we ever actually sit down and have coffee with them. Yeah. And that's the thing that we're saying, man, that might be the person that you end up being a lifelong friend with. Maybe. I have become such a richer, bigger person by being friends with people who don't think like me because they challenge the way that I've just thought for years. Our, our best friends. Best friends. I never thought I would be best friends with Rory Heller. <laughs> he knows this. He never thought he'd be best friends with me. We never. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of my closest brothers. And we have completely different backgrounds, completely different upbringings, different things that we've overcome in life, different like experience. Like he has all girls. I have all boys at the moment, unless we have a girl next. I don't know yet. But but the way that we've done brotherhood together has been so life giving. Yeah. And and he's one of those people, you know, um, I, I could list off a bunch of guys, but I'm not going to do that just in case I miss somebody. And then they <laughs> call me and say, bro, we got to have a vulnerable conversation. <laughs> so if you know who you are, you know who you are. Um, and I'm talking about all of y'all. Yeah. So, but um, point number yes, two, point number two, go ahead. Keep short, ac- keep short accounts with your friends. Yes. Yes. Keep what does it accounts. look like to keep short accounts? That, that was the thing that I was saying that there's yes. not thoughts in my head that my friends don't know that I'm having in my head that they actually see me on my best and my worst day and I'm I'm making sure that I'm not disconnecting from them yeah you know if they if they say something that hurts or they they say something that feels like man I I didn't I didn't really understand that I'm not I'm not going to pretend like I have it all together and that you know I'm not the sensitive one I'm like hey I'm my goal is connection and any conflict that I'm having and this is a lot of times people don't have this as a belief. Like, actually, my goal is always to connect. My goal is to see you and you see me. And if we can remain to have if we can remember to have that goal, then we can work through anything. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's nothing that is too big that we actually can't work through and figure out. And this is as you're starting to go deep with people and people are starting to get to know you like don't expect for it to just be this smooth road without you guys misunderstanding each other not seeing eye to eye having disagreements and things that you don't feel like is you know we're, we're getting on the same page about yeah. like that takes time like you're like man I'm on page um 5a man I'm on page 6 7 well we got to go through a lot of different sub pages but what is this book reference? I, I guess my not, what I'm saying is that working towards connection can yeah. sometimes be a journey. But the power of choosing, hey, I choose you. Hey, I'm I'm choosing to to press in. Are you choosing to press in? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. We're both choosing. Great. Let's do it. Yeah. So I think when it and, yeah. And keeping short accounts with each other looks like letting people see you consistently all the time like 
I, I was sharing a story before we got on here of me and a friend, Rory's wife, Mari, we go for coffee every single Thursday morning, no no matter what, every single Thursday morning, yeah, me, 7 a.m. Me and Rory don't have a weekly. We we always talk about this because y'all always get y'all a little weekly. Yeah, well, and, you get to do it when you work. Well, we're working. Like, me and Rory, people don't realize, when me and Rory are together, like, we actually work, even though we're really good brothers friends like we're like both we're like bro let's get this stuff done All like right. and we work so when we connect we connect and i know he's probably listening it's like 100 percent. so anyways um, but we go for coffee every thursday we've been doing it for years and this past week we had to change it so we did it on tuesday but we saw each other on the monday and so we get to coffee and we're like we don't really have anything to update each Like we just kind of like hung out, talked a little bit, but we're like, we literally don't really have that much to talk about because we just saw each other yesterday. Yeah. Like we need a few more days to pass by. So like some drama can build up in our lives so that we can actually, that's, that's keeping short accounts. Yeah. And it's not like you're texting them what you ate that day. And, but like me and my mom group, we have had a consistent running text thread for five years, like thousands and thousands and thousands of, and these texts aren't all like, kids and funny and babies and memes and because there are those but it's like I'm super disconnected in my marriage right now like my son went to the hospital and that text thread was my lifeline when my son was in the NICU and like but it's because we had a history of keeping short accounts all the time that yeah. there's nothing that goes unchecked they're not finding out information from me three months down the road that they didn't know about or yes. like i used to have friends that we would go for lunch every six months and we'd have to catch each other up on six months worth of stuff and we called it a friendship right you can't build that way yeah and i think a lot of times when what what's happening when you're keeping short accounts is you're actually building history and trust you build you're building trust and you're building history that the time that we've put into our friendship we're going to reap yeah. years from now and and that's the thing that i think keeping short accounts not just with the person but with your thoughts about the person mm -hmm. because i think a lot of times moments come up and we can have assumptions right and thoughts and before yeah. we even go to talk to that person, we need to check ourselves. Yeah. Like, man, am I, is that, is that a me thing? And if so, then let me make sure I don't come in with guns blazing. Yeah. Because a lot of times we can cause damage to friendships when we're assuming things before actually having real conversations. Everybody's having these fantasy conversations and you're, you've had a whole dialogue in your head before you've actually confronted a friend. Mm-hmm. And you have everything, they're going to respond like this and they're going to respond like this. And I love it. Um, uh, Rory, he, he loves conflict. <laughs> He's one of my closest friends. Loves conflict. Like, actually, um, conflict as in, like, he loves to get down to, hey, if we're, if we're going to connect and there's a roadblock in the way, I am not afraid of the roadblock to get to you. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean by loving conflict. And um, one of the things that he said... Um, is the when you have conversations in your head those fantasy conversations and you're assuming before you get to the room with that person and the thing in your mind you always win mm -hmm. you it's it's a win-lose in your mind you, you win conversation and so 
when you approach a conversation with a friend and you're having conflict, because a lot of times people get afraid if if conflict comes up or if confrontation comes up, then that can be the end all be all. Well, actually, and I bet you can attest to this from your mom group. Those moments of conflict is what made your mom group stronger. Mm -hmm. Those moments of vulnerability where people were honest is what made that that um, diamond more more shiny. Like Mm -hmm. it's those are the very things that cause you to have the relationships you have. And I think the only way you can even get to that point of conflict is you got to rub shoulders with people. You got to do life with them. Am I inviting them over to my space? This is point number three. This is point number three. Go ahead. Is my good friend Hannah, she says it this, doing life up close with people. And I love that picture of doing life up close because a lot of times we say, yeah, you want to do life with people. But what is life life is up close like my life up close with my family with the things that I'm doing like we're actually eating meals together going on walks together traveling together and so doing life up close with people is inviting them into the space that you would normally reserve because the thing I was going to say before is friendships cost like they cost time energy mental space money like all all kinds of like if you don't want inconvenience, then don't have friends like friends. (laughs) Right. It's inconvenient to build trust with somebody. It's inconvenient to build a relationship and to grow in friendship and to get to know one another. Like it's costing you time and energy and your mental space to do it, but it is so unbelievably worth it. But a way to do that is doing life up close with people. Do you want to say anything about that? Yeah. I think you, being able to actually see people, you get to know them in those spaces. You mm-hmm. get to see what comes up and what comes out and the beauty of of different people being different from you. You know, us going over to our friends' houses or they, them coming over at Towers and seeing how we do d- different things and being able to share different knowledge of how we're trying to raise our kids, you know, and all of these fun things that we get to share with doing life up close. I I love it. I think that that's a great tip. And I think going into an environment where you're looking for friends, knowing that, man, what I'm trying to build with people is something that's real. And, and that's going to cause me to be more vulnerable. That's going to cause me to be, um, keeping short accounts that man, if I have an assumption or a thought or he say, she say, man, I'm, I'm keeping away from the drama. Like we, we don't, we don't deal with drama. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Like I, a lot of people talk about friendships, man, there's so much drama. I'm like, those aren't friendships. Those are cliques and people that are comparing it in hierarchy and trying to, and it's not a safe place. Yeah. But, but when you're building with people, when you're building community with, with people, you're building something that has safety, trust, a place where you can find belief, a place where you can feel, be honest without judgment, but be challenged with full love. Like you, you are, you are creating a space where there are different people bringing themselves to the table and offering things and receiving things that it is give and take. And, and there are, um, just possibilities you wouldn't be able to do by yourself. 
And so th- this is the the type of people when, when we say finding your people, this is what we're talking about building. So if you're like, man, I don't want, I don't want to build that. Then I get it. None of these tips will, will work. Yeah. Like if you're not trying to build lifelong, lasting, fulfilling friendships and relationships with people, um, these tips, you know, throw them out the door. But if you're like, man, I, I, I want that. I want that. Like these are are things that have proven the test of time. And if you can just start small, don't don't feel like you have to like, all right, who who are my people at? Who are my yeah. people? All right, you're my person. You're my person. You want to commit to this? Hey, listen to this podcast and then we'll talk. Like like don't don't t- remove the pressure. It it takes time. Some of the stuff is organic. Some of those moments you can't plan. It's not like, all right, we're going to have a um, friendship meeting um, on the 15th if everybody can join on a zoom call you know you, you can't you can't do that so take the pressure off breathe a little bit you are a great friend it starts with you you being a great friend you being that person that you want to have in your life and yeah. and then reproducing that by being vulnerable yeah and so if you want real friendships you got to be real if you yeah. want close friendships, you got to be willing to let people see your stuff. If yeah. you want friendships that stand the test of time, you got to be willing to put the work in to yeah. build the trust that will stand the test of time. Yeah. And you'll you'll see as you press into that, you'll see the ones who press in and the ones who leave. Yeah. And that's OK. Mm-hmm. There will be people that leave that they're like, oh, that's not what that's I signed what up I'm for. for. Yeah. And that that's OK. That that is OK. I think you just got to realize that man, this is what I want. And there are so many other people that also want this that are around me. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that's uh, the three tips. It was kind of shorter. Yeah. Man, we are long winded. We are long winded, though. So but we're going to end it there. We're going to call it a wrap. See you next time or hear you listen to us next time. <laughs> what? Bye. Bye.